What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the TDM Show. As most of the time, I am your host, Greg. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about this week, all kinds of video game news, but before we get into it, we got two cool dudes from Kansas City playing games with us here today. <laughs> Matt, what's up, man? Uh, hey, Greg. It is great to be here. For those that are confused, we are not playing games as we're doing this podcast, but we do play games. <laughs> Speak for yourself, sir. How you doing, Caleb? <laughs> what's happening? Uh, it's another day in Kansas City. It's a, it's a wonderful day in Kansas City. Uh, good time to play some games. So we're here to talk about some games. Yes. Speaking of which, have you guys played any games this week? Oh, yes, we have. Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, uh, let me ask you first then, Matt. What did you play? Um, For those that have listened to this podcast before, I must admit something. About... Nine, ten weeks ago, my life changed for the better or for the worse. I'm not sure yet. But for the first time in about nine to ten weeks, I have not picked up Animal Crossing once. Hey, <laughs> that's what I'm talking but, about. But I have been playing that new Pokemon DLC. Uh, and apparently I'm in the small camp of people that actually enjoyed it and didn't criticize it heavily. Because I actually like enjoying games, and sometimes you just deal with what developers and game companies give you. But that's just me. So, speak to that real quick. What is the complaints? <sighs> Greg, I've said this about a lot of fan bases, and it's becoming more so. I don't know. There, at some point, people are just complaining, <laughs> and you're not sure what about this time. So... I guess there's something with... So, with the new DLC, Isle of Armor, came out uh, on Wednesday, June 17th. Uh, there, along the way, you're able to add a Pokemon partner that follows you throughout, specifically the Isle of Armor. And so, people then start complaining because some Pokemon are supposed to be, like, faster than others, and it's just like, okay, but they're not moving as fast as they should, like, per like their descriptor what we think they should move like uh and then obviously if you get too far from your partner the partner will then like teleport right next to you and so like people will see that and they're just like oh so like what's with that this game is trash like this game is trash this dlc is trash um and obviously like and because of the dlc an expansion of a game it's not supposed to be like this long thing it's only like max maybe five hours additional hours you could probably expand it to 10 you can explore you can get the pokedex you have to find 151 diglets oh <laughs> hell no catch or find uh, find you don't catch them you just you have to find them and they return to this one guy uh but people are just like oh it's like i paid such and such money only to go look for diglets i mean I don't know what you're expecting, like some grandiose thing. Like, of course, these might be the same people that are arguing and complaining about not having over 900 Pokemon in this game. So I don't know what they're complaining about. I enjoyed it. I like it. I'm still catching some of the Pokemon for the Pokedex. I do like some of the new edition Pokemon that they've added into Isle of Armor. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an easy guy to please. All right. Well, kind of building off of that, Caleb, you know, people complaining about games on the internet. What have you been playing? Yeah, uh, I have been. Uh, I've had the pleasure of playing a wonderful title called The Last of Us Two. I'm about ten gameplay hours in. Most of that is running around corners, 
mostly not moving because every time I move, a clicker hears me and I die. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm really enjoying the game. I can't remember if Last of Us was this slow pace to start off as well. I remember it was a slow pace, but um, this one is a, it's a it's a trek, and then the game hits off at a certain point, and then the world opens up. Um, but I'm enjoying it so far, which is apparently not allowed. Like I'm not allowed to enjoy this game because people on Twitter <laughs> are having a field day. Um, I heard it's, it's really mixed. Like the reviews for it. I don't want to call it mixed. Maybe the reviews are mixed. I haven't seen a single review yet because I refuse to let um, the internet taint my enjoyment of this game. So I haven't Mm -hmm. seen this. I still haven't seen a single review score. I haven't watched a review. I haven't read a review. But if you go on Twitter, there are people who love this game and are saying it's the single greatest game they've ever played. I tend to ignore those people because that's hyperbolic at best. Yeah. And then there are people who are claiming they want to hang Neil Druckmann and everyone involved with this game because it's the worst thing ever made. And I'm just like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, let's not use the word hanging and game creators in the same sentence. Let's just not hang anyone because that's yeah. just a touchy subject right now. So, uh, no, we're not going to do that. So, um, I'm enjoying it. So it's I'm a- taking my time with it. I'm liking it. Yeah, it's a case of like the the internet reviews. You have people that are obviously like paid to like do like all the five stars. It's like amazing, great, love it. And then there's the people that are like this is this is the worst piece of trash. Mine broke in like two days, and it's like you probably did something wrong. And you guys are paid to do this, and you have to like find the happy middle. Is that like what's happening here between like I, finding people that like the game? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think there's a happy middle. Like people are like vehemently upset on the internet. And to be honest, I don't understand why. I really like I can't put my finger on it as to why like they would not like the game. Uh, the action is just as good, if not better, than it was in the last game. The shooting mm-hmm. is more refined. The stealth mechanics are great. The exploration is wider than it was in the last game. And the story components so far... Um, while I'm not able to relate to every single character that comes across the screen, because I've met about 15 characters so far. In the last game, we met two people in, like, the first 15 minutes of the game, and then, like, the world ended, and then we met his brother, and then it was five years later, whatever. And we didn't... It was just Joel. So there's a lot of characters involved already. So like I mean, it's mm-hmm. a little bit confusing, but I'm still I'm, I'm following the story, and it gets to a certain part where I'm like, okay, this is the story we're telling. This is where we're going with it. All right, now I'm on the wagon. Let's let's roll with it. Outside of those f- first, I'll say the first hour is a majority cutscenes. If you've ever played a God of War game, okay, welcome home. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've ever played a Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> your, your oh, first two God. and a half hours is nothing but pushing X and going where is Kyrie? where is Riku uh, mm-hmm. so it doesn't bother me that um, that there's a lot of narratives on the front end it, it's building you up to something and there's a there's a there's a critical point in the opening of the, of the, the opening I guess epilogue uh, or is it prologue whichever one comes before um, 
Yeah, the the opening prologue. There's there's a critical point to where everything hits its its zenith, and you're like, oh okay, now I know what we're doing. This is what this was all about. Now the story can continue. Once you get to that point, you get right back to the action, and that's what we came here for. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue to enjoy the game. I'm gonna continue to play the game. I don't know how long it's gonna take me to play it because I've also been dabbling. Shout out to my boy Ricky. I sent him a nice text. I was like, "Yo, cuz, I already got Persona and I beat that joint. Should I get Persona <laughs> Five Royale?" And he said, "Persona Five is the greatest RPG of all time." Persona 5 Royale is better. And I'm like, alright, that's all you had to say. Um, so I bought that and I'm about 15 hours into that, which means I'm still in the first castle. <laughs> if that means anything to people who know what that means. Um, but I'm enjoying both games and in my side, in, in, the, in the spare time when I'm not um, being a phantom thief or um, running around Seattle kneecapping people, uh, I'm Jumping back and forth between season four of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, pretty much just playing Warzone, um, and dabbling in to Destiny Four on Tuesdays. That's my Destiny day. I jump in on Tuesdays. Mm. I do all my bounties, and then I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah, mm. I'm for that. What about you, Greg? What games have you been playing? Uh, so I tried to play Destiny Two with you, and I realized really quickly I don't want none of that nonsense. <laughs> really it's quick. not for everyone. It was very Man, quick. It was. It was, it was like, very quick. It was, it was maybe thirty minutes. Quick. Like it's so. Like I'm so lost, and there's no guide whatsoever, and I'm just like, nah, I'm not. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, yeah, I'm not fun. Unfortunately, you just like if you're if you're checking out Destiny, there's no escaping that feeling, yeah. and. You just have to be uh, persistent enough and stubborn enough to be like, I'm going to figure this out and, and learn to love it. Maybe so it's not like, for everyone. It's not. It's a, like it's not for everyone. I, I feel you. It's one of those things. Like I, I would love to get into it, but at the same time, there's so many other games I want to play that to waste. I'm sorry to play that game and me feel like I'm wasting my time when I could mm-hmm. be more productive doing something else that's just as 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 unproductive. Um, mm. I just don't want to. So, yeah, I respect that. I respect my ba- that. My bad, Caleb. I give it. At least I tried. Hey, listen, I gave it a shot. I can't. I can't blame you because I think it was this time last year they had a big summer thing, and they were like, "We're gonna make Destiny Two free to play, and we're gonna we're gonna yep. it's, it's new light. Everyone's gonna get back in their light, and we're gonna make things new." And I was like, "All right, cool. Let's give it a chance." I booted it up on my PC. And about 7,000 quests loaded up, and I immediately had a sense of anxiety and regret. <laughs> and I logged off, and I haven't been back on that until uh, whatever is going on now happened. They have definitely uh, hidden things away so you don't pop back and 97,000 things pop up on your screen. But there isn't, like, there isn't a guide anymore. Like, the ghost isn't the guide it used to be. I remember Destiny 1, you boom, you pop back into the Cosmodrome. This little floaty ghost, a.k.a. Rip uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, he pops up. He's like, hey, you're alive. Here's what we need to do, and here's where we need to go. And you listen to the little ghost, and he, they took you everywhere. The ghost is pretty silent right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt Pretty like they, silent. Yeah. That ghost is a mime. <laughs> exactly. They're missing an opportunity for the ghost to be your guide. 
especially for players like Greg who dabble in it and don't keep up with the story and don't watch people like My Name is Byfair who literally know the entire history of the planet um, and, you know, they don't spend 45 hours a week chasing down a, an exotic. Uh, the ghost could literally be like, hey, Guardian, it's been a while. Welcome back. Where do you want to start? You could do this. You could do that. You could do this. Or we could jump into the story. <laughs> the ghost could be that. And it's not. And yeah, that's, I, that's a missed opportunity there. I think my biggest issue with it was I didn't know what a main, what the main quest was. Like, it gave you, like, six quests from the get, or I had quests left over, but it didn't say, go do these. It was just kind of like, yeah, have fun, good luck, I'll see you later. Um, but I have, I also purchased this week uh, Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. I played How's that? that. I played that for 11 minutes, um, and I hurt for 24 hours. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I like my shape, but... Um, I might play it some more. I mean, it was it was very interesting to realize that when I was done with that, like, I don't know, it says 11 minutes. It might have been longer. But when I was done playing it, I felt it, I did at least 60 squats along with some other exercises. So, like, you feel it. It it definitely gets you gets your heart rate up. So I want to check that out more. Definitely plan on doing so. Um, I played some more Final Fantasy Crisis Core, and I'm still convinced that I both beat that game and never played that game at all because <laughs> um, as like as i'm playing through it i don't remember any of it but, but i do somehow still familiar but i know the end of it like i remember playing the end of it so i'm kind of like where is is this like a mandela effect mm. is that what's going on so it's still good still love it still wish i could play it on a big screen instead of the psp but i'll take it Okay, um, so and the then people who don't uh, know what the Mandela effect is, you want to explain that real quick, so we don't have to explain it on Twitter. So the Mandela effect, Mandela effect. Um, a lot of people for a long period of time all thought, and I was including this, that um, I don't Mandela was South Africa. Yes, sir. Um, had passed away, and I I thought he had passed away in the mid eighties. Um, and then all of a sudden, Man you know, they started talking about Mandela again in like the mid to late 2000s. <clears throat> I was floored. I thought he was dead. I thought I was the only one who thought that. Come to find out, everybody did. Hence, they named the Mandela Effect. So it's something that you remember from your past that many other people remember from the past the same way you do. But it's not the actual way it is. So it's kind of like a alternate timeline is the, kind of like the, the theory going there for it. So... Um, but the, I have also, I'm in the same boat as Caleb. I've been playing um, Last of Us Part 2 and oh my lanta. That, that game, I'm, I'm in the same place Caleb is, probably about 10 hours gameplay into it. Um, it is very it is very good. Very, very good. Definitely gets you in that seat, gets you in that feel. Um, I, my adrenaline gets pumped in, my anxiety spikes. Yeah, it's, first. Not, it's not a horror game. But no. I have, I've never been more tense in my life. Anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Just, ugh. But it's, it's so good. And That's a good that thing. first room where you had both the clickers and the runners mm -hmm. was both infuriating and, like, high anxiety filled to it. Um, when you're in that house coming up to that scene, like, that had me going as well. I was very... 
expecting a different outcome and more and more to come from that. But yeah, uh, I can't wait to talk more about it. I think we'll just leave it there. So I I have a, I have a question for you guys and it, it doesn't get too much into it. So from the reveal or the last event that they did for last of us leading up to, uh, before they kind of went, okay, we're just gonna go silent until like the the game comes out. Uh, they did. They showed a a portion of it of Ellie showing off some of the the more stealth mechanics and how you can fight and hide with uh, the Last of Us. Is that pretty early on in the game, bro? That is yes. The first or you, okay. The first thing. Okay. I, okay. And I I think what's really interesting and and I I don't think this is a spoiler at all i like it's really cool that unless i'm mistaken caleb the e3 reveal of that is actually like it's it's a prequel to the game itself exactly uh so and they they talk about them they they talk about it but i didn't remember seeing that scene i'm like i just hit start and these are i have memories of this i know exactly what they're talking about but it didn't pop up yeah, and for those who don't know, when they revealed the game, it was at the church. They were dancing. Ellie kissed another girl, um, and then it kind of went into gameplay after that. That is, like, they talk about that a lot, but you never see it. So it's, it's really interesting. I, I love that. Yeah, I was about to say, I love that because Naughty Dog is giving their fans the credit for being intelligent enough to do the research on this game. Um, they don't, like, yeah, if you know what they're talking about, they know what to talk about. Like, I totally forgotten about even seeing that until they mentioned uh, Joel punched him in the face and this happened and that happened. I'm like, oh, they're talking about the, they're talking about the reveal event. Uh, it's easy to find. If you didn't know what the reference is in the first five minutes of the game, just go watch Naughty Dog reveal event. They also kind of summarized the ending of the first one. Yes, which was which was also really cool. That was yes. awesome to see. The summary um, is the opening, like the, it, at the beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning. Oh, I, I think they had that in the the they showed that part in the Last of Us Two event they did uh, last month. Uh, uh, did they? I don't remember seeing that. Well, it, there that. was they they had because it's like the short cinematic where they're like talking about. Uh, like it's is it Joel that was doing the voiceover talking about like what happened and then why things the way they are and decide like made ultimately made the decision that leads to where they are now. Okay, yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. very well. No, but I, I I wish more games would do stuff like that where they show a reveal, but the reveal you see is not in the game whatsoever. <clears throat> because it just it it builds that as the game's coming up, you're like, I wonder where this fits into the game. At what point am I going to see this? And then you realize early on in Last of Us 2, you're not going to see that. That already happened. So I think that's really cool. A really cool way to show off a game and not show off a game at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of games, um, let's get the bad news out of the way first. Shall we, gentlemen? Let's go ahead um, and do it. So rip the band-aid off. Um, it's already been revealed. And it makes sense as to why we get this as we're getting more information on the 25th. And if you haven't put the clues together yet, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. It's now coming out November 19th. Um, they put out a statement apologizing for the, for the delay, but they, need, they feel they need to do this in order to make the game 
as as well polished as they want it to be so that they can be essentially be proud of the product they're putting out um which i'm here for it yeah i fully support this decision i think i said before they could push this back as much as they want to um and i'm even more excited that they're pushing it back now because i can get this game on the playstation 5 i was considering buying a very very expensive graphics card so i can play this game on ultimate maxed out pc graphics now i'm just gonna buy it on a playstation 5 the money i would have spent on a graphics card i'm gonna spend on a playstation 5 and i'm gonna just get this game on the playstation 5 and i'm gonna enjoy it now you say that but we don't know if it's coming to ps5 on launch correct don't so it's coming to ps5 on launch i'm assuming the delay has how is that i was gonna assume that even if it came out on playstation 4 early it would be within that release window so maybe not day and date but maybe like holiday season um early january late february would have would have last of us i mean sorry uh, cyberpunk 2077 on playstation 5 and xbox series x um and at bare minimum you get the cross buy cross play thing i just wanted to make sure ricky didn't come from our necks that's all <laughs> so we're good i do think it's interesting though the 19th of november is a thursday which is not a typical release day so that's it's a, it's a weird day to choose but whatever cd project red you do your thing proud of you um is so it we got because that. they're in uh is it because they're in Poland, Poland, and I, I, never mind. I think the dates in Poland are the same everywhere else, so I don't think it matters. Yeah, but like, don't, don't matter, <laughs> but like, don't they release differently though? Uh, usually, a lot of companies been going to Fridays because Fridays has been the worldwide release. That's usually when um, uh, the UK and, and England and stuff and Europe release their games. So I think that's that's why a lot of companies have been going to Fridays lately. Um, <clears throat> with that, let's let's talk about some. Let's talk about France. Mm, yeah. Or, it's or, a short plane ride from Poland. From Poland short, short plane ride. So uh, it started off with, with good old Target releasing and it kind of leaked the digital version of the PS5. Uh, uh, looks like, it's not confirmed, looks like the digital version of the PS5 is going to be 400 bucks, mm. um, which is kind of in line with what we were all saying. And then the physical version came out, This it looks like leaked this week from... Uh, Amazon France, that it's going to be 500 bucks Again, about what we were saying. The date on that's on the Amazon France one is the 20th. Now, I don't buy that date. I think it's just a placeholder date. That's the last day it'll be out by. The 20th um, of what? November. November. I apologize. Thank you. 20th of November. Um, my reasoning for why I don't think that's the actual date is the following Thursday, the 26th, is Thanksgiving. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody wants to release their game, their console, just a week before Thanksgiving. I think they want to do it earlier, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Thoughts on the prices? Thoughts on that potential date? Um, I again, yeah, like uh, obviously we always knew that as soon as they came out with the two SKUs, that obviously one was going to be the cheaper option and uh, kind of. Uh, undercut Xbox, but Xbox was people are like, if you're in the Xbox camp, your argument has always been like, well, PS5 is going to be more expensive. Xbox is like cheaper and more powerful. 
it's like, well, you're getting a PS5 that is both cheaper. Like, it's not as powerful, but it's, like, on par but cheaper. Uh, yeah, so you're going to have, like... Honestly, we need to revisit, revisit that powerful conversation because with the conversations these video game developers are having, I think it's on par. I think it's on par. I think the SSD and the internals and the proprietary, what what's hoods it, uh, overpower that teraflop difference, and it's overclocked. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't know enough about computer components and that kind of stuff to be able to speak to it. All I can say is, and it's the same analogy I use all the time, is you know if I if I can have a Bugatti with no gas or a vet <laughs> with a full tank, I'm gonna take the vet every day. You can't drive a Bugatti with no gas. So again, I I want to see Microsoft come out um, with the reveal next month in July and just knock it out of the park and me be hyped for their console but at this point in time as i've said many many times on the podcast if you listen i cannot buy into that at this point in time like it's just it's just not my kind of thing so hopefully we can get somebody on here who can speak to us and educate us on that because i don't I, I know i'm not i don't know if you gentlemen are educated enough on the components and pieces and the floppiness of all those those bits to educate anybody on that no, and, and actually, let, let's let's take this opportunity. If you guys are listening to this right now, and you happen to know someone who knows something about, specifically, about components used for either computer parts or for gaming consoles, if you're an expert in that field, hit us up. We'd love to chat with you. So I'm going to take this and run with it real quick, gentlemen. Um, we didn't talk about this, but I've... I do a lot of um, get bored at work at, at GameStop and look for things. Mm-hmm. And we're all every company does this, and so it's not like it's just us, but there's available SKUs that we put in our system that are tagged with identifiers as to not what they are, but what they are for. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, accessories will say XBX right now for X, or yeah, Xbox Series X. I'm seeing PS5 accessories in the system. Historically speaking, accessories come out about two weeks prior to the launch of the console, so that that way you don't you can sell them in advance to guests and more or less guarantee that sale when that console hits. Because some people get that sticker shock. Um, mm-hmm. It also makes it easier building that sale at the time of launch. That being said, there are SKUs in the system for accessories for the Xbox Series X, ranging from September fifteenth. To October first, hmm. there is only one skew that I've been able to find for the PS5 showing October fifteenth. Mm, interesting. So these are not set in place dates. Um, these, this is not a, a goal. This is not end all be all. It's just a date that's in the system. It could mean absolutely nothing. But I think it goes to what I've seen a lot out there, and my personal belief that Xbox is going to come out early October, late September, and then PlayStation is going to come out with theirs mid to late October and avoid that November window so that they can get all those big first day sales on those new consoles that have a higher attach rate. Mm-hmm. Could, be, could be wrong. Thoughts on it? Do you guys have any any feedback? Am I just crazy? I know, like, as we've, and as we've been talking about uh, the release for these consoles, um, I, I feel like Xbox would need to come out early just because I think that's the only chance they would have of like get getting their box out the door 
of literally any establishment they're in. Um, of course, there's always the Xbox faithful that will go that will show up for them. But in this case, if they're going to go toe to toe within like the same time frame, no, they're losing that battle every time. Um, but I know we had talked about whether they were going to like push it back, whether we're getting a second COVID wave, and like how does that affect production? Because there's already a limited amount of um, consoles that are coming out. I, I think I'm in your camp, Greg, that you're you're thinking towards the end of October. Like I know you're going for like the 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 ten thirty twenty um, <laughs> date for for PlayStation. I, I would love to see that if it comes out around like mid to late October. I think that'd be perfect. That's what I would hope for. I agree. Uh, I would I wouldn't be opposed for it coming out the weekend of Thanksgiving. Uh, it would make it more difficult to acquire a console because not only did gamers have to deal with uh, getting the console, we have to deal with what it, what goes along with that nonsense, the madness of Black Friday. If you're in North America, uh, especially if you're in the United States of America, Black Friday is at this point opening day at baseball like on baseball it's just people are out for no reason and some of them are there to shop and and enjoy the experience some of them are out there to cause chaos yeah they just they just they just want to they just want to randy the, what's that tall guy that killed the bird well he didn't really kill the bird randy johnson randy, yeah some people just want to randy johnson the situation they just want to <laughs> get in there and just mix it up with some people um look that bird's dead that bird is dead dead Absolutely, it eviscerated. Um, but uh, it, as much as it would make it more difficult to get the console, I would, st- I still wouldn't mind it coming out um, the week before Thanksgiving, uh, because as you said, Greg, I could probably get one or two more games um, along with my console. So I mean, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I don't think the COVID situation will have a huge impact on the quantity or the release date because usually by you know month and a half out your production it's still in production but your launch um, quantity is already out in the wild not in the wild but out on and shipping routes um, getting to its final destination so it can be prepared to sell and give to the guests so it'll be I don't think it'll get delayed because of that but it will be interesting to see what kind of effects that does have if we do see when we see the second wave of COVID hit. So stand by for that one. Um, but let's talk. We, we got some some size comparisons, PS5 this week, and this thing is a daggone monster. Um, so this, it's no joke. This came, yeah, this thing, it came up, uh, IGN uh, produced a, an article about it, and they have a, a great picture to show you the size comparison. So for real quick, the PS4 Pro is 12.9 inches, so about 13 inches in height when it's standing on its side. Um, in comparison, the PS5 is looking like it's going to be 15.74 inches, so two and three quarters, three inches bigger than the PS4 Pro vertically when it's standing on its side. Um, with that, its length, uh, so it's it's width, the face of it, it's width, or if it's laying flat for the PS4 Pro at that point, the height, is 3.97 inches, I'm sorry, for the PS5, with the PS4 Pro only being 2.17 inches in length. So, again, another inch and a half. 
um, plus on that. <clears throat> and then the width, so the depth of the console um, itself, is a, the, the PS4 Pro is bigger in this side. It's 11.6 inches, uh, where the PS5 is 8.79, so just under 3 inches um, smaller. thing is a monster. Like this picture, it, it, it is a massive system. So I have a question. Uh, with obviously with the PlayStation Five uh, being presented uh, in this um, uh, ver- standing vertically, um, obviously that that's a bit different than literally everything they've done. Um, is there going to be kind of like a base you can do to like uh, set it horizontally, or is this just like permanently fixed? Like how it's going to be? It will straight up be in wi- uh, Wi-Fi router mode. For as long as you have it. No, you can lay it down flat. Okay. Um, there have been pictures, Sony shared pictures of it laying down flat, and it does actually look like even laying flat, though, um, the PS5 still needs to have the a base so that mm-hmm. it doesn't rock because it is rounded. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So then does the base... So does... I'm assuming that they're going to sell... The base that they currently have on it because in this picture they have the base for the vert- for standing vertically um does that automatically come with it or i think it's the same base and it has to come in the box okay yeah that, that'll be really interesting to see because historically speaking they show their consoles off standing vertically but there is no base in the system for it in the box mm-hmm. you have to buy that separately which is always a hassle um to come by yeah huh so yeah, it'll it'll. I'm excited for it. Um, I'll take it either way. But I, I I I I like this sleek design of the digital. But I'm still on the disc side of things because I do want to have that ability. Um, in comparison, real quick, just gonna throw it out here for the Xbox Series X, comparing to the Xbox One X, it's about the same. The only big difference is the face of it is wider um, by almost four inches uh, than the Xbox One X and the width of it. So if you're looking at it, it's going deep depth wise is about three inches smaller. So it's, it's about, it looks like it's about the same size as the Xbox One X, just in a different shape. Mm-hmm. That just looks so like compared to everything else. It just looks like chunky to me. I know it's a square, and you could probably palm it as you're picking it up, which is a dangerous game to play because if you ever get in like a basketball mood, you're just like, I wonder if I could palm this, and you accidentally drop it. Like that's that that'd be my only fear. But that's besides the point. Um, let, let let's talk about again. So PS5 has has two SKUs. I, I, we talked a little bit before the podcast because um, it's like stuff is starting to make like more and more sense like that we took for granted or like we started talking about uh even just like a uh, several weeks ago um this move to digital because i believe it had to have been about like seven or eight episodes back probably more like nine where we were talking about what does it look like in a digital landscape for gaming where you present this base game and you just like throw updates at it. You do the Call of Duty thing. You do the Fortnite thing, um, and people can pay for like 
not a full 60 but maybe it's like 45 bucks to to get this update for it or whatever however you want to do that and with this it's starting to make more and more sense to me uh, i was talking with a friend even just like because they at ea play which we'll talk about in a little bit um they showed off uh madden and 2k uh not 2k sorry uh fifa 21 and I, I can't imagine someone having a digital copy and just having like anywhere from FIFA 17 to FIFA 21 all in your library. And it's just there and you can't like trade the game in because I know like I trade the games in week like di- like yearly to get the new one. And it, it just blows my mind that people would like want to hoard games like that because I, I can't do that. What, what are your guys' thoughts on like the digital landscape for gaming? I don't think it'll ever be um, everyone. I mm. think I think if you went to a digital only console, you would definitely aggravate and piss off a lot of collectors. Um, Rich Homie Spencer being one of them. Mm-hmm. Rich Homie Spencer goes so far as to buy games multiple times, like Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition. He bought both the UK version, so he can get the Steelbook and the sound the um, soundtrack record as well as the american version to get the art book so why he does it i don't know but people like that out there are definitely somebody you don't want to alienate um as and i as as far as going creating like a platform for ea's titles i know they've been talking about it for years Uh, i think the only thing that's holding them back from that is if you if you put the same amount of time and effort into it, but you only sell, you can't sell the digital, the platform, the expansions for it for full 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. At that point, you'd have to sell them for $40. And you could do that for physical versions as well. Yeah. Um, you could do, just make it, this is Madden. This is FIFA. Um, and then you make more or less a season pass expansions for it. But I don't think people would spend 60 bucks if they weren't getting something new. I could be wrong. I mean, people mm-hmm. do it all the time, um, but I think it's it's a. Are you gonna be able to get your same cost, your same value out of it that you would normally? Now, with that going all going with that subscription base, you also are cutting out manufacturing, so maybe it balances out. Yeah, um, and, and I'm, I'm glad you you brought something up because Caleb, uh, Caleb and I were talking the other day actually. Um, for for collector's editions because we we always used to like make fun of uh the listing where it's like collector's editions like it has the game in the box it's like i would hope it has the game in the box because like what am i going to do without a game it's a collector's edition but what if it gets to a point where you can just buy this stuff as is and either like you can get a digital code with it or you can um have the option to like i i'll buy the game online but i still want to buy all this stuff with like for it I mean that that's possible. Now I do get there people that want it like as a package where it's like okay, so now I have the case for it because obviously people are invigorated and infuriated by cases. I didn't know that was something they were passionate about. Uh, they have like the game case for it. They have the steel book. They have the art book. They have the statue. They can have backpacks or whatever they want. I mean it's not completely implausible because I mean we're in a, a world where. Fortnite is king and people pay for cosmetics, not necessarily for the functionality of it. Yeah, for me, it's interesting proposition because I've been thinking more and more about that. 
I don't know if I want a world where I'm buying a collector's edition and it doesn't come with a game. Uh, that's personally. Am I the biggest collector in the world? Not by far. Um, I think Rich Sumi Hunter is probably like a 10th level god tier collector. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm a mid-level adventurer. I'm not mad at my, I'm not mad at where I am in my collector's like adventure. Like, I collect for specific games and specific titles. Some mm. titles I go overboard on. I'm not going to lie. I went over the bridge, chased down the Rambo, captured the Leprechaun, beat the bricks off of him, took his bag of gold, and went back to buy more Witcher collectibles. <laughs> like, it was bad. Anything Witcher-related, I probably have. Uh, besides the giant statue that they sent IGN, which I'm still planning to rob IGN for that statue one day, but, you know, we'll keep that on the DL. Um... I think I've come to the place where I don't know if, if I'm buying a collector's edition, I want the disc. I say that as a person who just bought Persona Royale 5 Digital Deluxe Supreme Edition, which was like 100 bucks. Thankfully, it was like uh, the Days of Play sale, so they took like 40% off of it. So I'm just like, okay, cool, snag that. I have all the content. I don't have any of the physical steel books. I don't have the, I don't have the Phantom Thieves mask. I don't have any of that. But I have all the all the content for the game. Um, so I think it's gonna it's it's gonna come down to that. I think I'm now in camp physical for the PlayStation Five. I'm gonna get the physical PlayStation Five. Most mm -hmm. of my games will be digital, but for my collector's editions. I, I still want to have the option to play. And I think that's what it comes mm -hmm. down to. With the physical edition uh, of the PlayStation 5, you have the option to go either way. What does that mean for games? I think you're absolutely right. I think some studios like FIFA have to figure out what they're doing. 2K absolutely mm -hmm. has to figure out what they're doing. Um, Call of Duty has to figure out what they're doing. Call of Duty is always going to sell massive quantities physically. Um, but they're doing crazy numbers right now with warzone and warzone was free and all you have to do is buy the battle pass you can spend 20 you can spend ten dollars and get the battle pass or you just get the cod points which are in the battle pass and you just save your cod points and you just keep buying the battle pass that way people like matthew said people are spending egregious amounts of money on aesthetics like skins characters trophies little trinkets that you can put on your gun that no one will ever see besides you People are spending money on that stuff. So I think I think Fortnite battle passes, season passes have changed the gaming industry in a certain way. So it's going to be interesting to see what having a console on the market that possibly 11 million people could have, 111 million people could possibly have one day, does to developers, especially indie developers. Because some indie developers are going to 100% skip that manufacturer and go straight to digital. They're already doing it. And now they have even more reason to do it. See, Caleb, I'm in a little different mindset as far as the collection editions than you are. Um, and I'm going to use Red Dead as a perfect example for it. When Red Dead 2 came out, there were three SKUs. You had the Standard for 60, the Deluxe for, I think it was 70, and then you had um, the Special Edition, or maybe it was 60, 80, 100. But you had the, the Big Boy for 100 bucks. None of them came with extra extra goodies. <clears throat> it was just the game itself with in-game content. They then sold their um, collector's quote-unquote edition box, which anybody could buy, 
and it came with a bunch of physical items completely as a separate SKU. Um, I actually like that because that gives the the consumer the ability to then purchase whatever they want for their in-game stuff. And then as well, if they want to get the bonus goodies, they don't have to spend 300 bucks to get everything in-game just to have some physical stuff they don't want. Um, that being said, you can also get the stuff you want physically and go with the base version of the game because you don't really care about the extra in-game goodies. And I I can relate that directly to Final Fantasy VII Remake. I wanted, and I never don't have, the Carbuncle. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Carbuncle. Came with the, the first class edition. I, to the best of my knowledge at this point in time, I will not be able to get the Carbuncle Summon. Doesn't mean anything for my game now as I'm done, but the only way for me to get that was to buy the $300 edition of Final Fantasy VII First Class. I didn't want the statue, the, the Play Arts Kai, because I don't want an action figure. I want a statue. But I missed out on something in-game because of the price point and the stuff that I didn't want physically. So I think doing it in that manner like Red Dead does then gives the consumer more options and is more consumer friendly as opposing to as opposed to forcing it all in that one one method. Yeah, bringing that up, I totally agree with that method. I would 100% buy in if that's the way we're going to be doing physicals from now on, count me in. Count me in on that because uh yeah, there's Giving the player more options, giving the player the most options is definitely the thing you want to do. It's what you, it's as a developer, it's the place you want to be. And you are going to get some people who are going to pay that 150 bucks for the collector's box of physical stuff and that 100 bucks for the deluxe gold premium edition of the game. So they do get everything across the board. Now, those are what we call white whales. So you're going to get your few white whales that just, they drop the bread they get everything uh but as you just said like if every game is that way if every triple a or major title is that way i'm going to now come to the store be like all right cool i got the game digitally online i want the collector's edition box give me the thing yep mm-hmm. so and and to kind of like round out this conversation um with people that are collector's edition yes to a degree developers publishers game companies uh want to do things that appease the masses that uh, eventually equate to dollar signs um in their bank accounts but at the same time a lot of them are doing this for for the love of gaming and should strive to like what what's different and changes the landscape and pushes it forward so if if having it segmented is something that provides options for gamers and creates a new experience for them to where they don't feel uh, bamboozled, like just run over and led astray because they had to drop so much money for something they wanted, then I, th- I think they should at least try for it. And it seems like people already are. So I'm super excited about it. Can't wait to see what's happening. And I would love to not spend 60 or 80 or $100 on FIFA every single year. Yeah, and then kind of building off of that, let's talk about somebody who's learned about bamboozling others Learn their ways and stop doing it. So we got EA Play Live this week. Yes, sir. Uh, did we learn? 
It sounds like they did. Um, yeah, EA play live this week. Uh, it, it, I thought, I thought it was a typical EA. I don't know if you guys watched the whole thing. Yeah, I, I watched got to watch it. it. Yeah, it was very. Um, it felt a lot like they didn't change their plans from E3 at all. They just rolled with it, and it it lost. It didn't have that same hype factor that I, I think even the Xbox showcase they did last month in in May had, because it was all games for the most part. EA's was very um, heavy on the communication from the different developers, which is great. I like they got a voice. I just think there is. I don't want to say a time and a place because I feel like it's kind of cliche, but a time and a place. And I, I think revealing your stuff is not it. But let's talk about what they did reveal. Let's not focus on the negatives. Let's go for the positives. Mm. Um, let's start. Let's start little. So they hit. They started off. Um, Apex is got a new season. It came out. Just came out. I don't play it. I'm not really aware of what's going on in Apex. Um, but it is coming to Origin and Steam in the fall, as well as Nintendo Switch, and will be cross-play. So you can play anywhere. Um, probably the biggest takeaway from the entire EA thing was every game that is currently only on EA Origin is now or will be in the future available on Steam. So they are not abandoning, but diversifying their, their platform of choice to allow people to play on their platform of choice, which I thought was really cool. Um, but Apex coming to Switch, uh, they showed off some smaller indie titles, um, it takes two from the same team that did um, Brothers and um, A Way Out. So everybody knows him from the uh, video game awards a couple years back when he jumped on stage drunk as hell and yelled out mm. F the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> um, it takes two is pretty interesting. Didn't really speak to me. They showed off another one coming out called Lost in Random, which has a really cool... They, they really focused on the game in this one, unlike I felt like It Takes Two. They focused on uh, that gentleman specifically, and I'm, I'm missing his name. If Caleb, you could pull him up for me real quick. Yeah. Um, but they, they did Lost in Random, which is a really cool kind of like um, action-adventure platformer-style game. And it's, it, it's the whole theme behind the game is there is this dice that controls everything and when it rolls that's just the way you go with it there's nothing you can control it's at your hands but there's another dice that can negate its power entirely essentially and that's kind of your companion throughout the gameplay um cool little little graphic style art style so i was interested caleb yeah so it looks like it's being pu like published by ea originals but it's being made by zoink uh hazel team if I remember correctly, um, EA Play Live. Yeah, I'm on the it's EA Originals. Welcome to the world of random, a dark kingdom where every civilization feature is determined by a roll of dice. Yes, I was looking for It Takes Two. Oh, okay. It Takes Two. My bad. No, you're good. Um, so It Takes Two is from the Hazel team, uh, Hazel Light. Or Haze Light, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. And I can't get his name. Alright. Um, so, anyway, yeah. So, those those were kind of their two little indies they showed off. Um, then they showed us Rocket Arena. Mm. I, 
did you watch Caleb? I kind of talked to you a little about this beforehand. Matt, you saw the whole thing, right? Yeah. So Rocket Arena looks to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, Overwatch with nothing but rockets. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I am here for it. So every hero has a different style of play. Um, they, they're weapons that looks like they have different style, like t- types. So Joseph even Ferris. though Joseph Ferris is the guy. Joseph who ran Ferris. Off. Thank you. Hilarious dude. He even starts his video that way as well for Hazelight. Um, <laughs> But uh, so like yeah, it's 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 a craziest looking thing. Everybody has their sniper rifle rockets. There's like just a, and a, if you can think of a weapon, it's got a rocket launcher and it's in this game. And those that's the only weapon that it is. But it, just like Overwatch, every hero has a different type, different play style. It's professional noob tube, and I'm all about this game. <laughs> professional noob tube, I love that. Professional noob tube. Um, and then they showed off what was my biggest takeaway from the ea live and they kind of showed this off beforehand because it leaked thanks to both playstation and xbox star wars squadron Mm. um i can't wait this takes place after the battle of endor um kind of like battlefront 2 did its story so it's that same kind of kind of time frame for the star wars universe however this is solely dog fighting um you can play as both sides on this one, so it, it does have a story campaign that you can play on either sides. It also has multiplayer 5v5 dogfights, um, different st- different style of, of gameplay in there as well as far as like what kind of fight do you want it? Do you want it to be a defense of your, your airships? Do you want it to be an assault? Like it, it's, it's really cool and interesting way of doing it. Different ships, different style of play. Um, uh, it comes out October 22nd, and it's only going to be 40 bucks. Mm. I I want a flight stick for this game. It will yeah. also fully support VR. Yeah, that that I think is the best thing they could have said or done is say, "Hey, we are making this game, and it's going to be a pilot game, and you can play it in fully VR, or you can just play it on your TV because VR is no joke." Uh, let's just mm-hmm. go ahead and say it. VR is no joke. Some people straight up get absolutely seasick. Um, so it ain't nothing to mess with. Um, but especially, especially so a flat. flight game. Just the how awesome is it that a, a flight game in VR? Because if you think about it, when you're playing just on your screen, you got your two sticks in your hands. Whatever craft flies over you and in the opposite direction. You then have to rotate your your vehicle in air to track it. In VR, you just move your head to see where the hell the daggone thing's going. Which is amazing. And that's what I'm here for. Like, I, I want this game right now. Let's go. Um, and then they ended the EA Play Live with what I thought was a rather lackluster reveal. Um, I don't think anybody really cares about it. They showed off two dudes <laughs> who were just there chatting, and they were like, "Oh yeah, hey, by the way, Skate's coming back." But hold on, let, let's let's sit on let's sit on this for a little bit. Let, let's, <laughs> let's park it here and let's uh, get out. Let's let's check out the estate sale. Let's see what else is what's going on in the backyard. Um, EA again. 
Greg, you so graciously said that maybe they they learned from bamboozling, from being bamboozled. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just saw the money from the numbers for Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remaster. Maybe they saw the people wanting Skater XL. They're just like, huh, we might have messed up on this one. Skate 4, early development. That's what I feel like happened here. I oh, think that's the only, only reason that we're actually getting Skate 4 is because competition showed up. And for the first time, they're not going to be near and dear to everyone's hearts. Like, I mean, will people still get it? Yes, people still absolutely love Skate 3. People love Skate 2. People love the Skate franchise. I, if, if it's available for places, I will get it. I will get it after I beat Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater Remaster. But I, I just don't understand what... I get there's like this... This thing, it's like, okay, what's what's going to make us money? Like, what can we focus on? We don't necessarily want to focus on this now. But at some point, people just, like, see through, like, your tactics. It's like, oh, yeah, let's just go ahead and do this. People have been asking for it's It's an easy grab. It's one thing if you do that ahead of the curve. It's another after something's coming, almost, like, sideswiped your momentum. And you're trying to, like, make up grounds that almost seems would be detrimental to you. So I, I, I'm just torn at this point about it. Yes, I'm excited it's coming out. Will I get it? Absolutely. But still. I don't yeah. know what your guys' thoughts are on the situation. Um, never played Skate. Don't really care, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, I think it is... If EA listened to their fans more, they would have more money. So it's it's one of those mm-hmm. things where... Yes, it's, it's kind of egregious that they're releasing this after everybody else has announced their games or released their skate game, um, and they seem to be doing just fine. But they need to listen more to their fans. Like People are clamoring for a fight night. People want uh, uh, another skate game um, from skate series itself. So just give the people what they want, and you will make money. Um, I don't think there's any more like to look into it than that. Um, but I also like early development doesn't tell me, they didn't tell me what it's on. They didn't tell me where I, where I'll be able to play it, um, when I can play it. So until I see more, I'm just going to assume it's a mobile game. Which, <sighs> yep. Which, yeah. 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 And obviously it's like, uh, one of those things like, not necessarily outside out of mind, but if it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck. It might be a duck, but until you tell me it's a duck, it's not a duck. Yep. Uh, kind of thing. So yeah, so, it's 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 a, it's it's sad that it had to come to this, where it's just like everything else is like taking this uh, wind out of their sails, and they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, I hope we're, it comes we're out. On skate four. Yeah, I hope it comes. And they didn't even say skate four. They just said we're bringing back skate. That's all. Yeah. They yeah. So. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up for something that might not be what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've all done that with different things in the past. And so I would just say you're on the side of caution on this one. Mm-hmm. So that, that way, if it does come on the, on the console of your choice, you can be happy about it. But if it drops on the, on, on a mobile device, you're not upset. No different yeah. than the last time Blizzard showed off a new Diablo game that was going to launch later that year that never did. Ah. It was on mobile. I'm, never, still, uh, I'm still very, very upset. Because it's still not out on mobile. You and me both, sir. (laughs) Sorry. I'm Uh, bitter. (laughs) Yeah. Greg, how old are your kids? Because did any of them play Skate? 
I skate's like what seven or eight years old at this point. Skate three is seven or eight years old at this point. Uh, yes, it is. No, they have not. I think my first uh, showing of them of a skate game was going to be Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Okay, starting them right. Start starting <laughs> right. Yeah, start video games. Here's the OG Mario and Sonic. <laughs> starting skate games. Here's the best of the best. So speaking of best of the best, <laughs> let's talk some Pokemans, shall we? Yes. <laughs> so po- Pokemon did a short little thing on Wednesday. It was like what eleven minutes long. Yeah. Um, awesome, awesome stuff we got of this one. Big reveal, one kind of lead into something else, two kind of, we'll see. Um, mm. But I think they they did this just perfectly the way they showed things off. So they started off with Pokemon Smile, which is, I think it's really cool. I wish it came out six years ago, but it is what it is now. It is a AR app for your phone um, where it helps teach kids how to properly brush their teeth. And it does that by you set the the phone up. Um, Everything they had was a stand. I don't have a stand for my cell phone, but I'm sure somebody out there does. Um, You set it on the stand so it can look at their face. It confirms they're they're in camera correctly because they have a polka hat on. And then it tells you and shows you how to brush your teeth. And as you do so, you actually fight off the bad Pokemon germs and make new Pokemon friends. Really cool. I think we and our audience is too old for this. Um, but I still think that I might try it anyway just to see what it's like. Heck yeah. I, I, I don't know. I hope I hope somebody listening has somebody young enough that they can enjoy use it. Yeah. And I'd love to hear some feedback is, you know, your little one, how did they enjoy it? Little one that you have or niece, nephew, friends, kid, whatever. Um, borrow somebody's friend's kid. Just let them know first. Um, right. It's like, oh, I'll babysit you with the sole purpose of me teaching them how to brush their teeth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why is his gums bleeding? Yo, his teeth white, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, I thought that was really cool. That goes right in there with the, the Pokemon Sleep that we saw revealed but never got from last mm-hmm. year. Um, and then they showed us Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is a really pretty art style um kind of restaurant to your owner mixed work for you puzzle game looks cool it looks like it comes out on mobile and switch on tuesday so i am excited to play this it is uh pokemon smile was free no in-game purchases whatsoever um pokemon cafe is free to start so we'll have uh you know future purchases i'm guessing kind of like dr mario did for mobile mm-hmm. and then they showed us a game that i've been wanting for like 25 years new pokemon snap heck yes so i i cannot wait for this i watched this with my wife and my my daughter my oldest kid um and all three of us at the same time said so how many copies are we getting (laughs) (laughs) oh that's what i love about your family it's just like everyone is of the same mind you're just like so i want one you want one you want one and then like maybe maybe your son somewhere is just like does that mean i can get one (laughs) <laughs> Look, you love the family. Pitch in a little bit, fam. <laughs> 240 bucks when a new game comes out is not fun. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not not fun at all. So, um, But yeah, no, it looks by far the best looking Pokemon to date. It's even better than that bootleg Pokemon game we played two weeks ago while <laughs> on the show. Um, 
uh, beautiful looking Pokemon. Everything is looks like it's super high def. Um, great art style, I think, on this one. I love that it still showed off uh, Snap. That, that was the main character's name, right? It still showed off Snap. It is still an on-rails shooter, quote-unquote, if you will. Um, it's, it looks like it's going to have the same kind of gameplay mechanics as the original, where you have to do different things and solve different puzzles to get different Pokemon to be able to take pictures of them. But I am here for this. I want it. I just hope that we actually get a Pokemon Snap printer somewhere so we can do like we do with the old school Pokemon Snap and print out our pictures. Heck yeah. I I I'm in the same camp. I am all for this. Um as soon as as soon as it showed up. I honestly I'm more excited about this than the skate reveal that they did. And initially I was pretty amped about that skate thing. But this, this I'm on board with. I know exactly what I'm getting. I know where it's gonna be. And I know for a fact, day and date, when it drops, I will have it in my possession. So they ended it um, saying that on the 24th, which is this coming Wednesday, we'll get more Pokemon news. They didn't say what, they didn't say how big it was, but we are going to get more. Now, there's a lot of speculation going on as to what this could be. Um, if you noticed behind the presenter, there was a lot of Johto Pokemon, as well as a, I think it was a Mew, um, and Pikachu and Eevee. And there was also a case for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and a case for Pokemon Let's Go Eevee right behind him. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are thinking, with uh, Embryon and Espeon right in front of the case, a lot of people are thinking that we are going to get Let's Go Pikachu Eevee to Johto. Oh, I would like that a lot. So, last time, whenever they came out with the Let's Go franchise, like that, that's great. I'm absolutely, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this event on Wednesday. Uh, we, I had talked about initially when it came out. I talked about my my thoughts on the whole Let's Go franchise. I, this is one of those things that I would have loved for them to create. Like they have this Let's Go. Um, base and then they added on so that eventually you get to like this expansive thing where you can go to like these different reaches kind of like a in uh i don't know if it was crystal that you can jump between kanto and johto like via the train i would love for that to still be a thing i don't want to keep buying like this let's go franchise if they're going to keep segmenting it off like we already got that with the base games and obviously this is supposed to be like the handheld of like pokemon go but, I mean, I'm still excited for it. Will I still get it? Absolutely. <laughs> I would just wish that they would, like, encompass them so that we can have both of them. Instead of, like, oh, no, I feel like I have to go pick back up. Let's go Pikachu so I can complete the Pokedex or whatever. And then, like, all the ex- anxiety that comes with it, if that makes sense. Caleb? Uh, you had some thoughts. I, I would I would just enjoy... Uh, I would just enjoy more foyers into the let's go franchise because when let's go pikachu and let's go eevee first popped up i was like this isn't og pokemon this is nonsense get it out of here i don't care and then it dropped and it was actually really fun (laughs) i'm not gonna lie uh Mm -hmm. i think as matthew said having more options to you know play and like okay 
I'm done with the expansions. I'm done with all the main games. I'm going to go over here, play this, and then with Pokemon Home and Pokemon everything, okay, I'm going to just transfer this back to my other game and complete my Pokedex. I'm excited. And anything involving Mew, Mewtwo, I'm for. Charizard is my number one favorite Pokemon. That's 1A. 1B, Mewtwo. So anything involving Mewtwo, I'm for. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same boat as you, Caleb. Like, I love the Let's Go series because it's more, it's not as competitive as the, your main line, I guess, at this point in Pokemon's. It's a it's a nice way to casually revisit or introduce a younger audience to older generation Pokemon without it being overwhelmingly old school. Um, so I I love the thought of it. I got Let's Go and Eevee. I got one copy of each. I didn't get four total i only got one each um and I, I didn't finish them but what i played of of them i had fun in i um, i liked that let's go linked up to your uh, pokemon go so i was actually able to transfer pokemon from pokemon go to let's go and and, and be able to immerse and and mesh the ways i play pokemon better together um, so I hope we see something more like that out of this if we do. Um, there's also a game that has been spoken of, revealed, and told us is in production that we never saw from Pokemon. You guys, you guys know where I'm going with uh, this, though? Was there a Detective Pikachu one that was supposed to be coming out? My guy, coming in clutch. <laughs> yeah, so Detective Pikachu 2 was supposed to come out from the Switch. This was announced last year at the Pokemon event. But we have not heard high nor hair of this game since. Um, so I'm hoping that if it, we do get Let's Go Pikachu, and I really want them to do a, by the way, Detective Pikachu comes out and they hit a March date, kind of like they did with Mystery Dungeon this year. Mm -hmm. So that's my hopes and dreams for Pokemon. I don't know if you guys have any others for the event this week. Um,. Not necessarily hopes, but if, if you're listening to this and you have purchased the Isle of Armor expansion for Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, they are doing a promotion. First of all, you can get a free mystery gift if you go to Mystery Gift, and then you just search via the internet. I believe up until the 28th, you can get uh, Leon's getup for whenever he's in battles. Um, but the other thing is, they are also participating in raids for Zero Aura, so... If they, I believe the stipulation is if they can get 1 million trainers in Pokemon Sword and Shield to battle and defeat Zero Aura, and if you individually transfer a Pokemon from Sword and Shield into Pokemon Home by the 28th of June, everyone that participated in a Zero Aura battle and defeated him will get a shiny Zero Aura in their Pokemon Home. I have to get to work. We'll have to do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, one thing I want to hit on, keeping the speculative going, speculation going, do you think that we see a Nintendo Direct on the 1st or 2nd of July? And the reason I'm saying this is because last year, we got our Pokemon reveal, what, a week before E3? And then we had the E3 Direct. So do you think they're doing the same thing that we've also... We also saw something very, very similar back in February, I think it was, where we got two 
directs very specifically de-oriented towards two different games. That was mm-hmm. all we got. And then a week or two later, we got an Nintendo reveal. So yeah. do you think the following week or two, so I guess let's let's put it through the ninth. Do you think by the ninth we'll see a Nintendo Direct? Uh, I... I don't know about the the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say yes. I say we do see it. Because uh, what what would the ninth be? The ninth is a Thursday. A Thursday. Yep. Thursday. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I think because if there's one thing Nintendo's good at, like not necessarily being predictable, but they do tend to follow patterns, and like I could see that happening. Caleb. Uh, yes, on the direct. I don't know if it's going to be a Pokemon Direct, though. No, I don't think it'll be Pokemon. We're getting a Pokemon uh, showing on the 24th. And then I think we'll get a, a separate... separate Nintendo Direct on the 1st or the 2nd. Uh, yes. Yes. If that's... Because, okay, maybe I misheard. Because I thought I heard you say, are we going to get a Pokemon Direct on the 1st or the 2nd? And I'm like, ah! If I did, I apologize. I'm at Nintendo. Okay. If... Yes, on the Nintendo Direct. Um... I think it'll happen on first. What would they show off? Super Mario Galaxy, Super give, Mario sixty four, Super Mario Sunshine. Give me, give me Paper Mario. I need. Yeah, and it, I, I, I am fiending for more information on on Paper Mario. I need that. Um, I would love to see something on a Zelda title. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in that yeah, boat. Yeah, I would love to see something <laughs> on a on a Zelda title that isn't. Yeah, I, I, Breath of the Wild 2, do I want that necessarily? No. But if they announce that, am I going to complain? No. Um, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Yeah, Metroid Prime. Give me something in Metroid Trilogy. Super uh, Mario uh, Birthday Classics. And we get all three in one cart. Give me all them Super Strikers. Uh, give me the Super Strikers. Give me the Super Basketball. Give me the Super Sluggers. Give me all that joint. Um, this is a yeah. wild shot. We're not gonna get it ever. Super Monkey Ball, bring it back. Not happening. I'm, it just, like, yeah. it just did. Yeah. It just did. Wait, what? Sega just brought it back last year. Listen, we're not talking about those boys. They're, they're, they're. <laughs> Yo, that's a Sega. That's a Sega uh, uh, IP. So you better talk to Sega. You want something else out of them? They just dropped Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz. I think it was last year. Get on my level, but yeah, it looks like it does have to come out by the ninth because it would, it would also show off more Paper Mario stuff. Um, and the seventeenth is the actual release of the Paper Mario, so the following uh, week, next week's Friday, the following week's Friday. Um, real quick before we wrap it up, gentlemen, Jeff Keeley tweeted out today. See you tomorrow morning. Our stream at eleven a.m. Eastern time, eight a.m. Pacific at Crash Bandicoot. It's time for some socially distant Crash Bandicoot four. Ooh. Fun. Let's go. Let's watch Activision wreck this train. It's going to be really fun to watch. Gentlemen, Matt, where can they find us at? More importantly, where can they find you? Guys, you can follow us at, like, at Twitter, specifically, the TDM show, on Instagram, TDM show, Facebook.com slash the TDM show. We love hearing from you guys. If you want to drop us some gems, drop us your opinions, or suggest topics we should talk about, go to our website, whitenoisestudio.com slash TDM show. 
Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We are available on all platforms that podcasts are available. So be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share us with your friends. You can follow me personally on all social media at Matt underscore YouTube, number one fan account for Pablo Sanchez, and will vehemently slander anyone that just wants to hate on games just for the sake of hating. Yeah, I used to say you could follow me on Twitter. You can't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> you cannot follow me on Twitter. But you can find me on all other gaming and streaming platforms at Old Man Mookie. Uh, if you see me playing Destiny, hop in the party. Let's run some raids. If you see like, yeah. me playing Call of Duty, help me because I'm not winning. Uh, let me just say that. My accuracy has gotten better. My, my, my KD has gone up. Have I got to win yet? Absolutely not. But, you know, if you see your boy on Call of Duty, hop in. Let's play some games. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Old Man Mookie. You cannot follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop that. No, no one's following me on Twitter anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's probably best. That last tweet might get out there in the public, and uh, somebody might find out about that that you don't want to find out about that. <laughs> but you can follow me at Tonksy on Twitter, T O N N K S Y. If you want to catch me up on the games, that's T O N N K S. No Y on that on both Xbox and PlayStation. But outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you listening. We hope you subscribe, like, leave us some comments, hit us up, let us know what we can do to be more entertaining for you. We might do it, we might not. We'll try, though. Outside of that, y'all stay clean, stay safe, wash your hands. Have a good night.